Memoirs of a Victorian Detective. It is at this juncture I must recount a second case from the inspector in Luke's time working for Scotland Yard. Originally passed me by Samuel Ogilvy, the file outlined the tragic events that occurred several months after the inspector and Luke first met Constance, following the murder of the Bayswater butcher. It was here the events unfolded that would in time change each of our lives forever. Oh, good morning, Luke. Have you got the manuscript? I have, although I feel I should say... No, no. No preemptive excuses. I'm sure you've done a sterling job. Is Constance on her way in? Yes, she is, Inspector. I know you were keen to take her in after her last employer was, well, um... Hacked to pieces by a vicious underworld gang? Quite. And I fully agree it was a noble course to take. That said, she does have some rather peculiar habits. Hmm. Such as? She trims her toenails in the drawing room. It's not for us to question her lady's ablutions, Luke. She uses garden shears. Good Lord. That's a bit dicey, isn't it? It is for the shears. She's blunted them. And then there are the pigeons. Ah, yes. She mentioned she bred them. Did she tell you what for? Racing, I presumed. No, they're carriers. She uses them to send messages. Oh, how quaint. (laughs) Hold that thought. I observed her doing it the other day. She writes messages out on slips of paper, ties them to the bird's leg, then sends them off to land on the shoulder of some unsuspecting pedestrian in the street. Oh. They take the note and read it. Each one's the same. It says, don't look up. At which point the pigeon flies into the air... The poor victim naturally watches it go. Then the bird drops its breakfast in their eye. They're left cursing in the street whilst maniacal Welsh laughter echoes from the rooftops. Yes, uh, I shall have words. Morning. There you are, Constance. How are you this morning? One of the pigeons has got the galloping trots. Sorry to hear that. I'm not. (laughs) Moving swiftly on, um, have you completed that little errand I set for you? Yep. Excellent. (laughs) Now, as you know, the esteemed Dr John Watson has been earning a pretty penny or two by selling his account of Sherlock Holmes' adventures to the Strand. It strikes me that the literary market could withstand more than one rollicking account of genius sleuthing. (laughs) So I've asked both of you to try your hand at chronicling our recent cases. Luke, you go first. Very well, although it's not terribly good. The final wisps of icy wind that had pervaded the spring were, at last, dissipating in the heat of the long-awaited summer. The light of the morning seeped lazily between the great stone townhouses and soaked into the brickwork, bathing the street in the kind of golden hue that is the reward of the early riser to witness in certain parts of the capital. The steadily rising sun was beginning to emerge in the watercolour sky high above the buildings. Luke, how long is your account? Sixteen chapters, sir. And uh, at what point do you outline the details of the fire at Lady Nightingale's country home? I haven't got to that bit yet. But that's the start of the case. I'm world-building. It takes time. I fear that may be too lengthy for the Strand. Constance, what about you? You were writing up the thrilling details of the Hampstead Heath murders, weren't you? Certainly was. Him. Detective Dunderhead found two stiffs in the park. The dozy shit slipped on the wet ground, rolled down a steep slope and snuffed it. The end. Is that it? Thought I'd kept to the chase, unlike Daniel Defoe over there. Defoe. But what about the investigation? 
the careful examination of the ground where the accident had taken place, the genius deductions based on the footprints and the soil displacement, the revelation that what looked like an assault was really just a tragic accident caused by the morning dew, the reasoning that because we could fathom no sensible motive, then there could only be no motive. Hmm. Do it yourself if you're that bothered. I can't. Sherlock Holmes doesn't write about his own cases. Only because he's off his tits most nights. How do you know that? I sell him the gear. He's a good customer. Come in. Morning all. Ah, Davis, we were just about to leave for the office. You'd have been sent straight back out again. We've already had our orders for the day. We've got a man gone missing from Whitechapel and a curious incident in Russell Square. We'd best divide resources and split up. You can explain on the way out. Hold on. What's that on your collar? Dread. I thought I'd got rid of the worst of it. It was the strangest thing. I was on my way here when this pigeon landed on my shoulder. Unbound Theatre presents Inspector Murder Inspect, created by Daria Knight and Gareth Johnson. Episode 6, A Baker. A bathtub? Every morning, same place for the last week. Our lads carted off by lunchtime, and come the dawn, there's another one appeared. All identical, too. Some sort of student prank, do you think? If it had been a day or two, I'd agree, but even the undergraduates would have tired of it by now, surely. Very true. And there's no markings on it? None. Nothing to identify where they purchased it? Surely if someone had forked out for half a dozen bathtubs in as many days, we'd be able to trace it. We've asked at every shop in the city. None of them have had a bulk order. Baffled by a bathtub? There's a story for the Strand. What's that? The inspector has his eye on becoming a literary hero. He's looking for a biographer. And a publishing deal. Ah, say no more. Fancies you as his Dr Watson, does he? Something like that. He means well, of course, but it's such a waste. Chasing after someone else's success and overlooking your own. You must be getting quite the measure of him now that you're under the same roof. He's no different at home than work. That's his gift. Come triumph or disaster, dark days or light, he's the same man. Like a rock for the waves to break upon. That's him. Oh, and uh, speaking of dark days, we've been so busy these past few months, I never had a proper chance to say how sorry I was to hear the news, Doctor. Thank you. It's, um... It's much appreciated. <clears throat> now then, I've already had my bath this morning, so unless you fancy a dip, Detective, I think it's time we move this tub along. What about finding the crafty so-and-sos who keep leaving them here? Only one way to do that. Catch them in the act. We'll come back tonight, hide ourselves away and wait for them to appear. And if they realise we're onto them and don't show? Well, if the operation's not working, we'll have to pull the plug. <laughs> fancy a cup, huh? Lead the way, Doctor. Now remember... When she comes back, you start writing down exactly what happens. Then you can use the notes to write a detailed account of the case later. Do I have to write a load of self-indulgent wank about the sun like science man? No, just stick to the story. What have you written so far? We waited for the miserable cow whose husband had fucked off to bring us a cup of tea. Constance... I have a bit of respect. She is not a miserable cow. She is a distraught human being. And her husband hasn't fa- abandoned her. He's disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. Oh, much obliged, Mrs Lyons. 
PC Pussnuts made polite chit-chat. I'm sorry. Ignore her. She's just here to uh, make notes. Then callously dismissed his underpaid employees' contribution to proceedings. No, I didn't. Stop that. He tried to deny any wrongdoing, but I was on to the bastard. Mrs Lyons, how long is it since you last saw your husband? Two weeks now. It's not like him at all. The bakery was his life. He's not taken so much as a week off in seven years. And when did you realise something was amiss? I woke up one morning and he was gone. He was always up before me, of course, but I came downstairs to search the kitchen and he wasn't there. Constance, this is an important question. Write it down. <clears throat> and was the oven warm, do you recall? No. The fire had gone out. So, we can deduce that your husband was not working in the kitchen before he disappeared. Well, duh. Something prompted him to break his daily routine. And uh, why did you leave it two weeks to contact Scotland Yard? Oh, I reported him missing that morning. But the police said to wait and see if he turned up. Then we had the burglary. Burglary? He said, repeating what she'd told him for no reason. Last night. I'm such a heavy sleeper I didn't notice until the morning. What did they steal? He shifted in his chair, trying to hide the fact that he was getting excited. All sorts of things. The kitchen scales, half the utensils, some silverware from one of the cabinets. May I inspect the room? Of course. Watch closely, Constance, and take notes. Constable Cockbobble got on his hands and knees and took out his teeny tiny magnifying glass. I note the floor has not been cleaned thoroughly of late. What do you mean? Observe the dried flour in between the flagstones. From the extent to which it's been compressed and hardened by the dry air... I'd say it was at least a month since the floor was scrubbed. Some made-up shit about flour. Some of it has been disturbed, though. See the flakes that have been trodden into the middle of the floor, concentrated around this general area. That's where you just walked through it, genius. Tell me, Mrs Lyons. Having deduced fuck all, he changed tack. Did your husband have any enemies? Not at all. He was such a gentleman, so caring. I can't think why he would... why he would... Oh, I'm sorry. You've no need to be. I promise, Mrs Lyons, I will find out what happened to your husband and who broke into your home. Now, if I might borrow a photograph of... Uh... Norman. There's one on the side. Thank you. And tell me... Were there any visitors to the bakery the day before Norman disappeared? Only a gentleman he was discussing a new supply contract with. Oh, did he leave a name or an address? I'll go and check Norman's diary. Excuse me. Then the crying lady fucked off. Constance, remind me to have words about your prose style.
so we're just going to have to wait for it to get dark, and then we'll head back and catch them in the act. Perfect! Where's Davies now? Stopped in to check at the yard. He won't be long. What about the missing man? Any leads? One. We called round this afternoon to interview them, but there was no answer. We'll try again tonight. Your meals? Excellent. Whose was the steak? That's mine, thank you. And the chicken? That's me. Thank you very much. And the fried sheep's head? Take a wild guess. There's only me left. Enjoy your meals, if you can. Why an entire sheep's head? Not hungry enough for a cow. Here, she's forgotten the hammer. What am I supposed to do? Suck the brains out with a pissing straw? Oi! You! I hope these bathtub blighters don't leave it too late to strike again. The suspense of finding out why they're doing it is pulling at me like a kitten with a curtain. What's the meaning of it? Inspector? It's looking at me. I'll throw a napkin over it. Much obliged. Davies, how are things at the yard? Curious matter just came in. A case of grave robbing in Bayswater. By the saints, is there no respect left in the world? I've sent two chaps to investigate. We'll see what they uh, dig up, so to speak. Is it too late to order? Don't worry. You can have mine. I've lost my appetite. Very kind, Inspector. I'll just grab a napkin. Not that one! I wish they'd picked a less chilly month to play silly beggars with bathtubs. Don't you worry, Davis. I've got just the gadget to warm you up. Take this. What is it? It feels like a bag of suet. It's a chemical hand warmer. It's filled with a sort of grease, with a glass file in the middle. Can you feel it? Yeah, I think so. The file is full of liquid. Pinch it between your fingers and it'll crack. The liquid seeps into the grease and sets off a chemical reaction. The bag heats up and warms your hands. That's genius. Give it a squeeze, not too hard. What the blazes? Chuck it in the fountain! Shh! Ah. Needs more work, I fear. Are you all right? Never mind that. There they are. Carrying the blessed thing on their backs. You there. Stop in the name of the law. Stop! Come back here! You've cracked your tub! Damn it, they've got a getaway driver. Oh, we've blown it. Not necessarily. You there, boy. Polishing the boots. Come over. I've got a job for you. Evening, gents. Ain't seen you around before. What's it to do? Need a quick polish or a full shine? <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. What's your name? I'm Watkins, Gov. Good man. As it happens, Watkins, I have a rather more exciting task for you. Get after that cab. You'll be more fleet of foot than us, old duffers. Find where it stops and then come back and tell us. There's a sovereign in it for you. Right you are, Squire. See you shortly. Charming young lad. He'll go far. Looks like I'd better call in our boys to shift the tub. Should be a bit easier than the others. It's cracked in half. Well, stone the crows. Look at that. Markings. It's... it's music notation. Someone's written a tune on it. What in God's name for? Must be a new novelty. Something to hum while you're soaking yourself. I wonder what tune it is. That's easy enough to work out. I think I've heard that before. Yes, me too. Where from, I wonder? All the same, I didn't know you were musically minded, Dr Vercluse. It's quite the passion. In fact, I've long wanted to write my own musical play. If only I could think of a subject. I wonder if that shoeshine has caught up with a carriage. He was going at a fair lick. I should think it wouldn't take him long. Ha! Shoeshiners. Now there's an idea.
We're sorry to disturb you at such a late hour, Mr Foxton, uh, but it concerns a rather worrying matter. Yeah, no matter, old chum. I was at a loose end myself, what? And so it's dashed nice to have the company, eh? What the fuck? Is he having a stroke? <clears throat> Forgive my colleague. The more refined English accents are as foreign to her as the most avuncular Welsh vowels are to us. Oh, absolutely. Still, what can I do for you, old boy? We're investigating a matter on behalf of Mrs Lyons. She and her husband own the bakery on Gresham Road. Never heard of the Bally Place. Sorry, old squirt. You've had a dashed wasted trip. Still, can I offer you a nightcap? Are you sure you don't know it? Certain. Only your name was in Mr Lyons's diary, and his wife recalls you paying a visit some weeks ago. Oh, that bakery. Oh, yes, of course, now we're on the same page, old wasp, with you all the way. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, and Glendower had the right pissing idea. You're supposed to be taking notes. You don't need a biographer, you need a cocking translator. Behave. <clears throat> Mrs Lyons said you were visiting the bakery to discuss supply contracts, Mr Foxton. Rather. Yes, supply and demand, that's the stuff, old Boyle. Keeping the jolly old empire going with good honest British industry. <laughs> Supplying what exactly? Oh, you know. The bakery sort of supplies, really. <laughs> Loaves of bread, boxes of biscuits, that kind of thing. I should point out, Mr Foxton, that deceiving a police officer is a bad idea. But a bloody easy one. Yes, yes, absolutely. Topping show on the old bobby front there, old broom. <laughs> yes, of course, uh, happy to furnish you with a full and frank account. Only... Only... Only not a word to Mrs Bunderbaker's wife, eh? The chap swore me to secrecy's the thing. <laughs> Go on. Truth is, old lamp, I was there to enact a little financial transaction. Chap was right on his uppers and needed a bit of ready capital. Or needed a bit of ready capital, eh? <laughs> eh? Get on with it or I'll finish what Uncle Owen started, Toffo. Yes, quite. Well, I gave the chap a loan, but swore I'd say nothing to the wife on account of the baker chappy not being a full disclosure when it came to the finances. Lyons was hiding his debts from his wife. Rather, old rug. Fuck this, I'm going for a waz. Where's the John? I'm not in there. Uh, that's just a cupboard. That won't stop her. Here, there's a set of scales in here. Scales covered in flour. Ah. Well, would you look at that? I take it if we have a thorough rummage, we'll also find some kitchen utensils and silverware. Exactly what Mrs Lyon says was stolen last night. Look, it's all part of the arrangement, old Spice. Just a matter of business, what? The fella scarpered instead of making the repayments, so I have to seize the old assets, what? You pulled off a robbery? Well, not me exactly. I had used a few burly-type chaps from Derry's factory. Dashed useful having them about the place. I'll give you their names if you wanted to arrest them, of course. Provided you let yours truly off for assisting with inquiries, eh, old mallet? Pathetic. So, you're telling me you knew nothing of Lyons' disappearance? 
first I knew was when he skipped our luncheon appointment. Dashed nuisance. I'd gone out with Ned Cash, thought I'd pay with his earnings. And on the morning you last saw Lyons, did he say anything to you about what he had planned for the next few days? Not a thing. Very well. Constance, uh, we should be going. My colleagues at the yard will be round in due course to collect those scales, Mr Foxton. Actually, now I rack this noggin of mine, I do recall the baker fella had to dash off to another meeting after I'd handed over the loan. He was in quite the hurry. Oh, yes? Said he had business down at the docks. That really was to do with supplies. All coming back to me now. Funny that. Apparently, he'd found a chap with a ship who'd do him a good deal on grain. The Orion, I think the tug was called. That's very useful, Mr Foxton. Thank you. Only too happy to help an honest law enforcer, old hatstand. Very least I can do. It really is a pleasure to serve. <laughs> I'm still having you nicked for the burglary, toe rag. Fuck. Now that I understood. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Where have I heard that before? Evening, sir. Sergeant Fenwick, just the fellow. Here for the bath? That's right, sir. See to it, you lot. Find the smouldering hibiscus? I've a report to make as well, sir, whilst I'm here. Chief Inspector Norton sent word. What's the news? He's confirmed the identity of the erstwhile owner of the emptied grave in Bayswater, sir. It's the butcher chap you found a few months back. Uh, Frederick Biggerstaff. Well, there's a turn-up for the books. Constance's old employer. The one slaughtered by Rokesmith's gang. No doubt they're behind the exhumation. That's what Norton reckons, sir. That or... Or what? That or the inspector and Dr Fecluse's new housekeepers to blame. Biggerstaff did betray her trust, after all, and she's got previous. Ah, she's a devious sort, all right. No doubt about it. I caught her in the street the other day, shoveling up the muck the horses had dropped. That was good of her. You wouldn't say that if you saw where she was flinging it. She fought three children and closed an entire cafe. But grave robbing? That's a step too far even for her, I suspect. Rugsmith's gang, then. I thought they'd been locked up to a man. There's more than one unruly mob in this city, Dr Vaucluse, and each of them knows the others. Watch your Squire. Watkins, that was quick. Any luck? No, like needed, Gov. They had me wits about me. Followed your cab all the way to the river, so I did. Fair worn out the soles of my shoes. There's enough for two new pairs and a set of spare laces in it for you if you've got an address. That I have, Squire. That I have. There it is. The Orion. Dust grimy sort of place, isn't it? Hard to imagine somewhere so close to water could be so unclean. <laughs> we could have left him in the office. You'd have done a runner. Too true, old Plank. Let's see if we can find out who Lyons was doing business with. Can't see any sacks of flour round here. Looks like this barge hasn't sailed in years. You're an expert in all things nautical, are you? I dated a sailor once. I know a ship-shaped deck when I see one. Did she say... Deck. You've got to keep them sanded and polished or the splinters go right up your... We get the picture. Decent coat of wax. It's like your ass is covered in butter. Is it normal to get seasickness on dry land? Never mind. Hello? Anyone on board? My name is Inspector Murder and I'm here to inspect a missing baker. Good evening. 
Perhaps you can help me. I... Ah. Oh. Good to see you got your guard up, Nige. Sorry for the surprise visit. Oi, what's happened to the chinless wonder's voice? Remind me never to go overboard with the accent again, Nige. It's hell keeping it up. Bet you've said that before. What's the meaning of this, Foxton? It's a set-up, me old China. The Toffax just to convince people to sign the loan forms. Nobody wants to borrow money from a barra boy, do they? What scheme are you running? Extortion. As old as the hills. I lend money to poor saps who've no chance in hell of paying it back. Demand the returns, we've added interest, then seize their assets to fulfil the debt and flog the goods on for a profit. Of course, in Lyon's case, I had to be a gnat's cock more forceful. I thought he came up with the bullshit about the boat a bit too quickly. He's led us into a pigging trap! Handy of you to mention your suspicions at the time. Don't get sarky with me, Detective Jupiter-Lot. This is where I run me operations from. Loans is all right for a bit of income, but we've plenty more games than that on the go. Such as kidnapping, perchance. <gasps> Whatever gave you that idea? You were the last person to see Lions alive. Did you abduct him? Might have done. Might not. You'll never know, son. You've gotten yourselves too far into my business. Nigel, shooting. <clears throat> There's no harm in telling us the truth if you're planning on blowing our brains out. <laughs> You'll need a fucking good aim to find his. Tell me, Foxton, why go to the lengths of kidnapping lions when the loan scheme would fill your coffers well enough? What else are you up to? Where is he? That is strictly between me and my employer. What employer? <laughs> oh, you coppers really don't have a clue, do you? He's running rings around you every minute of the day, and you haven't the foggiest. What the? Sorry, dash dark out here. Luke! Inspector! Constance! What are you doing here? Being held at gunpoint, genius! Ah, well that's hardly cricket, is it? Who by? Put the weapon down, this is the police. Nige! Nige! You gormless Wally, why didn't you shoot first? What's going on? This one's behind the missing baker, and a damn sight more besides. Including our magic bathtubs. That's the ship Watkins saw, the Orion. Shit. Stop him! <clears throat> Consider yourself under arrest. Come on, we'll commandeer a cab. No! You're making a mistake! Nice shooter, Nige. Don't mind if I do. I'm telling you, for your own good, you need to let me go. Constance, mind the potholes. Couldn't we have commandeered the cab driver as well? Come on, you lazy glue bags. <laughs> Less of a lift. Time to come clean, Foxton. I ain't telling you anything. Now let me go and you won't get hurt. You're in deep shit now, you know. Threatening a police officer, are you? Not from me. From him. This mysterious employer of yours doesn't manufacture baths, does he? When he finds out I've been taken in, he'll slit all your throats in turn. I'm part of his operation. If my cover's blown, he'll hit back. Who will? Your life ain't your own if you know his name. Keep yourself safe. Let me go and I'll keep you out of it. A likely story. We'll let you out when we're at the yard. We can't be there already. Constance! What's happening? Oi, Roadhogs! Get your spotty, hairy asses out the way! 
More carriages? A roadblock. An ambush. ambush. He already knows. You're for it now. Oh, you dinged my footboard. I'll have you for that. Eat lead! Take it back. She's just the right cabbie for us. Dr. Vaucluse, take my pistol. Give us covering fire. We need to get this one away. Oh, crumbs. Quickly! Come on, you pricks! Put a bit of vest in! Rubbish! Constance, stop provoking them! Put your wine in and shoot someone! Right, it's a cul-de-sac! Let me go to them. They'll stop firing and you can get away. You're going nowhere. I mean it! I'm not in the business of adding insult to injury. Says the man who had someone abducted, then robbed them. They're getting closer. No use hiding, Foxton. What? Perhaps they're not on your side after all. He knows you've been talking to coppers. There ain't no coming back from that. No, no, that's not right. He can't do that. What do I do? Help me. Help me! Give us his name. I can't! He wants you dead. There's no point protecting him. These packing cases won't last much longer. Give us the name and we'll get you to safety. I... I... Quickly! Travers. His name's Travers. Travers Steve-O... Foxton. That wasn't one of the mob who ambushed us. It came from up there. You, out the window. Stop! <whistles> All right, boys. He's down. Scarper. They're leaving? Oi! Come back here and finish the job, you lazy shits! Will you stop trying to get us killed? They weren't here for us. Foxton, I'm sorry, but you haven't got long. What's his name? Travis Steve or what? Justice. Uh... Travis Steve or Justice. You and on me. Help me get me in the cab before they change their minds and come back. What that? My bad. My foot. Here we are. One pint each and one for Davies when he gets in. How's the foot, Luke? The feeling's starting to come back. I'm lucky I can still stand. Oh, quit your whining. It was only a grave. You took a toe off. But you stuck it back on. What's the problem? You know, when we have your six-month employment review, this is going to come up. Peace, you two. Let's have no arguments. Luke, Constance has said she's sorry and that it won't happen again. Exactly. And to be sure, I had two lads from the yard search your room for weapons. You what? Serves you right. They're unloading the second cart back at the station. Robin bastard! Speaking of which, has everything Fox and Swipe been returned to Mrs Lyons? Oversaw it myself, though I fear we may never know what became of her husband. We know Foxy was behind it, though, before they shot his nipple off. Have the yard had any word of the gunmen? No, and by the time our boys got down to the docks... The Orion had already been cleared out. Whoever they were, they knew their stuff. Another organised mob. So soon after the matter with bigger stuff. That's the trouble with crime in this city. Just when you've got the blackguards backed into a corner, up spring another gang behind your back. What's their game now? Half of them kidnapping bakers, will the other lot go dumping bass around the place? At least Rokesmith's lot were all singing off the same hymn sheet. Singing? And that's it. Of course it is. It's the music box. No, it's not. It's the pint. Luke? The bath. The last one left in Russell Square. They've drawn a piece of music on it. 
I knew it was familiar, but I've only just twigged where I've heard it before. It was a music box we were sent around the time Biggerstaff was killed. Hold on. Davies and Norton received those as well. And Rawlsmith. By the stars. It's all linked up. The two cases. They're connected somehow. Evening all. Davies, I've made a breakthrough. I'm afraid that will have to wait, Dr Vercluse. What's the matter? Russell Square. Another bath? Yes. And I'm afraid this one wasn't empty. Steal yourselves. Oh no. Jesus. That's Lyons. I recognise him from the photo in the bakery. Throat cut. It was clean. Death wouldn't have taken long. And next to him? I take it that's bigger stuff. What's left of him? It'll be a while before we can identify him, but given the recent grave robbing, it's a likely match. What's that in his mouth? It's... Oh heavens, it's a music box! They'd put this in Lion's throat. It's addressed to you, Inspector. What? Here, what's that in the bath next to them? Candelabra. Stolen from Lion's, do you think? What does the letter say, sir? My dearest Inspector Murder. Forgive me for not delivering this little gift in person, but I've rather a few loose ends to tie up after that little shootout earlier. Rest assured, the men responsible have been slaughtered to a one. I hope you don't mind me writing, but you've been skirting around my operations now for quite some time, and I thought a proper introduction was in order. It was me behind the arson attack at Lady Nightingale's. She and I had been in business these last few years until she double-crossed me to increase her earnings. Betrayal is a sin that can't go unpunished. I'm sure you'll agree. Ladybird, Ladybird, fly away home. Your house is on fire and your children will burn. Get it? Lady Nightingale? Lady Bird? Then there was the matter of those two unfortunates who slipped on Hampstead Heath. I entrusted them with some little jobs, much as I did Mr. Foxton. They failed me too. Poor Jackson Melville and Gillian Haybridge. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack came down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. As you can see, I'm also fond of my little rhymes. It adds a touch of levity to my more serious business enterprises. I suppose you'd call them crimes. I hope the two bodies are to your liking. They certainly were to mine. And I've left you a little clue as to my next diversion. Rub-a-dub-dub, three men in a tub, and who do you think were there? A butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, and all of them bound for the fair. Too late for the butcher and baker, of course. But let's see if you can save the candlestick maker. Just for a laugh. Our little game. You and me. Yours, Travis Steve O'Justice. That's sick. Nursery rhymes. Here, you don't think... It wasn't him behind all those hoaxes we had a few months back. You mean... Oh, yes. The Plague of Mice in Westminster Clock Tower. Hickory Dickory Dock. And the boy in the street, blowing the trumpet at all hours. Little Boy Blue. And the plumbing full of spiders. D- up the water spout. Good grief. 
He really has been running rings around us. And now this. Well, what do we do? We go to the yard. Look through the files of any unsolved crimes in the city. Then reopen every case. What? If he's got Foxton and Rokesmith's gangs at his beck and call, who knows how far his enterprise spreads. Reopen every case and reassess it. What about the candlestick maker? Send men to every single tradesman in the city. Blacksmiths, silversmiths, potters and woodturners. We guard the lot. That's impossible. Every last one of them. They're under our protection until we find the sick bastard and throw him in a cell. Sounds like a plan. I'm in. And me. We'll do what we can. We'll do more than that. This is as twisted a mind as any nightmare could conjure. We're going to stop him before he kills again. Whatever it takes. Inspector Murder Inspects was created by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. It starred Alistair Sanderson as the Inspector, Emily Pugh as Laura, Joe Pratt as Constance, and Andrew Faber as Luke, with David Alt as Davies, Brian Murray as Travers, Erica Sanderson as Watkins, Mary Hall as Mrs. Lyons and the Waitress, Stephen J. Davies as Foxton, and TJ Lee as Fenwick and the Gunman. Music was by Kevin McLeod, Matt Black, and Rand Aldo, and sound recording by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound.